You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Recording by Larry Wilson. Astounding Stories 15, March 1931, by Various. Reader's Corner, Part A. Now International Scientific Society. Dear Editor, The general editor of this astounding publication has granted me a few words directed to all readers who may be interested. The Science Correspondence Club, with the inception of the new year, will operate under an entirely new policy, most important of which is the change of the name to International Scientific Society. The archaic and tedious correspondence will be a minor consideration in the new policy. Our publication and form letter methods of communication keep all members fully informed as to up-to-date news of the society. Affiliation with the Verein für Romanschwart in Berlin has been accomplished also. This makes available to all international scientific members the latest news from the forefront of science in Germany, with especial reference to latest rocket interplanetary developments. Constant improvements on our monthly journal are always sought for. Contributors of well-known reputation are Willie Lay, Earl D. Streeter, R. P. Starzl, Robert A. Waite, Dr. William Tyler Alcott, Lilith Lorraine, and Dr. D. W. Morehouse, President of Drake University, Iowa. The Society is endeavoring to bring the scientific news and personal contact to all scientifically inclined laymen of the world. Many prominent men in science and science fiction are honorary members, as is Mr. Bates, editor of Astounding Stories. All information may be obtained from the business office at 8834 Michigan Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Thank you. Walter L. Dennis, Treasurer. Advice to Advertise Dear Editor, Astounding Stories makes me tickle the typewriter keys to tell you what I think about your magazine. It is absolutely, without doubt, the best magazine on the market, and that means something. I have only been acquainted with Astounding Stories since May. Since then, I have had greater pleasure in reading them than anything else. And to my sad disappointment... I missed the first four issues, but I've read every story since. The first story I read was The Atom Smasher, and I considered this very good. The majority of your stories are very good. Occasionally a poor one will mix in, but I know we all regard this as only a slight error. I suggest that it would be to your advantage to advertise astounding stories more than you do, because it was by mere accident that I came in contact with it, and it has happened to others the same way. You would see the increased numbers of copies sold if you make special advertising a part of your business. The reason I suggest this is because I know what your future readers are missing if they don't read Astounding Stories. Here's wishing you success in continuing to publish the best stories. Walter Othout, 91 College Avenue, Troy, New York. Cut That Romantic Stuff Dear Editor, 
I am accepting your offer to come over to the reader's corner, and I am coming over in two ways, as you will see by my address. First of all, I must say that I raise my hat to you and your co-workers for having brought out another science fiction magazine, a real benefaction to readers like myself who thrive, as it were, on such stories. I can tell you my eyes grew big with delight when I saw the first number, to me, of Astounding Stories, Mille Merci. Why don't you try publishing a thick quarterly? My favorite authors are A. Hyatt Verrill, J. W. Campbell, Jr., Miles J. Brewer, M.D., Captain S. P. Meek, Ray Cummings, Arthur J. Burks, and Edmund Hamilton. If you get stories by these for your magazine, it will continue to prosper, as they are excellent writers, and the first four have fine science in their tales. I have had only three copies of Astounding Stories, and the tales I like best are Vandals of the Stars, the serial Brigands of the Moon, Monsters of Moyen, this was most interesting, The Ray of Madness, The Soul Snatcher, and The Jovian Jest. This last, though short, I thought to be very good, and it gave one furiously to think, too. While I like all kinds of science fiction, I have a special preference for interplanetary and fourth-dimension stories. Now, having handed out one or two bouquets, I am going to sling some brickbats. Doggone it, but why don't you cut out some of that romantic stuff in your stories? Goodness knows, but one has enough of love and the ubiquitous heroine in other tales without this sentimentality entering into science fiction. Indeed, that is the biggest criticism I have of astounding stories, and I do honestly wish that if you have absolutely got to give the stuff you would confine it to half the stories, half and half. That's fair, isn't it? If you will publish this letter, which I should like you to do, it would draw to the notice of the other readers that I am always very pleased to correspond with any of them on science and science stories. Now I'll dry up, wishing you the very best of sincere wishes for the continued succession of your, or rather our, little treasure astounding stories. Glenn Owens, 20 Rugby Road, Newport, Manitoba, Canada. No, sir, no half-pints. Dear Editor, I have been reading Astounding Stories for some time, although this is the first time I have written, and I want to say it is one swell mag. I like all of its stories, though I like the ones of adventure and other planets and in strange lands best. But listen, I don't want any by a few half-pint authors I know of, that write for a few other quarter-pint magazines. Let's have some more by such as Victor Rousseau, Captain S. P. Meek, Arthur J. Burks, Murray Leinster, and R. P. Starzl. Also Ray Cummings. Here's to them and to the best mag on the market. Remember, no half-pints. Boyd Goodman, 2801 Laclede Street, Dallas, Texas. Out of Curiosity Dear Editor, Seeing your magazine on the newsstands the other day, I purchased it out of curiosity to see whether it was just another magazine or something out of the ordinary. 
being a reader of other science fiction magazines i was surprised to see how much better astounding stories turned out to be than the rest ever since that first issue i have been a steady reader of our magazine i think that one of the best improvements that could be made is to cut all the pages even wesso sure is a dandy artist try not to lose him i for one am very much in favor of reprints i think they would very much increase our circle of readers some of your best authors are s p meek v rousseau ray cummings and s p wright let's have some more novels by those authors please e f hittleman thirty four hundred wayne avenue bronx new york or what have you dear editor i've just finished reading the october issue of astounding stories and am convinced that the magazine is getting better and better i'd like to take back what i said in my first letter about interplanetary stories being ruled out because i notice they are improving they seem more realistic and true i like jetta of the lowlands something different don't you think seems strange to imagine what the ocean bottoms might be like and how can stolen brains help but be good when captain meek brings his philo vance to the rescue the intelligent dr bird this may sound like sarcasm but it's meant to be praise i always read dr bird first of all prisoners on the electron is just what i like somewhere i read a story similar to it that of life on an electron but don't doubt one bit that there can be life on such minute surfaces which also gives me an idea that the earth may be an electron to some gigantic planet which is so large that we cannot comprehend its size couldn't that be possible i still find that among the contributors there is only one girl besides myself letters sent to me from readers are all from men or boys am i so different from other girls or what have you gertrude himken fifty seven thirty south ashland avenue chicago illinois only fiction dear editor i am writing a second letter criticizing some of the later stories you published i think astounding stories is steadily improving in the june issue the moon master takes first place other first place stories are the forgotten planet july the second satellite august marooned under the sea september the invisible empire october i agree with mr w gelman you ought to have coupons to fill out on reprints and see whether or not the majority vote for reprints i saw a mistake in prisoners on the electron the author states that four months of time passed on the electron during fifteen seconds earth time that is wrong because electrons revolve several thousand times per second around their nucleus or sun so by the time Carl Danzig fished out Aaron and Nanette, they would be as old as the hills. I would like to know if the story, Marooned Under the Sea, was found near New Zealand, or is it just fiction? Another thing I want to say is that you have too many serials. George Brandis, 141 South Church Street, Schenectady, New York. This is Treason 
Dear Editor, This is the first time I have written to The Corner, but I wish to call your attention to a story I have just finished reading in another magazine, Skylark 3 by Edward E. Smith. I think it is by far better than anything I have read in your magazine. I thought you might be able to get something on this line. Of course, some of the theories are rather far-fetched. I think this is the best story I have read for years, and hope that if Smith writes any more, I will be able to read them. D. R. Guthrie, Post Office Box 23, Copeland, Idaho. Announcement Dear Editor, Several months ago, an announcement was made in this magazine concerning the Sciencers, an organization of scientifically-minded young men with headquarters in New York City. We wish to thank you for publishing this notice, which resulted in the acquisition of several new members. We are all readers of Astounding Stories and consider it the premier magazine in the science fiction field. The purpose of our organization, as taken from the Constitution, is as follows. To promote informal fellowship among persons interested in science and to foster discussion and debate on modern discoveries, theories, and projects in the realm of science. The only requirements for membership in the Sciencers are that applicants must be over 16 years of age and must show a hearty willingness to cooperate with the other members in discussing theories, etc., in science. The member of the club has the companionship and friendship of other persons interested in the same activities. He will find a congenial atmosphere upon his arrival and will have a wonderful time in helping the club to be bigger and better. He will be as well informed on the latest events in science as though he were taking a course in it, which in reality he will be doing. He will have access to the club's library, consisting of several hundred books and magazines on science and science fiction. In our library are the latest science fiction books published, such as Red Snow by F. W. Moxley, The Monster Men by E. R. Burroughs, and The World Below by S. Fowler Wright. In our collection, we have reprints that we feel sure many of our present science fiction fans have not read. We have a great many scientific books and magazines. The club buys regularly Popular Science, Popular Mechanics, Science and Invention, and others. Those who would like to visit the club room will be gladly received. The club room is at 266 East Van Cortland Avenue. Get off at Mosholu Parkway Station on the Jerome Avenue line. Our secretary, Alan Glasser, of 1610 University Avenue, New York City, will receive all inquiries for information. The Scienceers have a branch in Clearwater, Florida, and another in Temple, Texas. The former may be reached by writing to Mr. Guy Cole, Secretary, Clearwater, Florida, and the latter by writing to Mr. Gabriel Kirshner, Box 301, Temple, Texas. Nathan Greenfield, Librarian, the Scienceers, 873 Whitlock Avenue, New York, New York. End of Section 28 Reader's Corner, Part A Thank you, everyone, for being patient for these, these uh, 
current and upcoming episodes. Uh, had a rash of sickness and uh, family issues currently. And yeah, so uh, I, I now present you with uh, March and early April on People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. We would also like to welcome Gretchen Martin uh, to the cast of People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. She is... Uh, I don't know, I, I, I guess uh, one of our, our, our other horror movie experts in uh, comics uh, and uh, uh, manga and uh, a lot of uh, other stuff. And yeah, no, no. Uh, so welcome Gretchen and check us out on People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. At PGTTCM, PGTTCM.com, at PGTTCM.com. Uh, just search any of those. You'll find us eventually. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram, and Gretchen's on Gretchen is Weird, I believe, on Instagram. So check her out. Uh, Dave's Corner of the Universe is Dave's website. Uh, he's not linking anything from us to him, but we link to him. So check out his past articles. Give him some love. Maybe he'll write some more stuff. All right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, if you like this show, share it. Let other people know that you like it. Uh, let me know if you like it. Uh, you can contact us at pgttcm at gmail.com. If you S-A-S-E us a envelope, we will send you some stickers or something. And yeah, so thank you. Contact, uh, message me for uh, uh, address. And uh, we'll talk to you in the future. And uh, keep, keep, keep it weird, stay squiggly, and uh, yeah. <laughs>